Welcome to another episode of the Bottom Line Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Brown. Joining me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Steve. And we got another great episode for you guys. Don't forget to visit alwaysuptosomething.shop and use promo code TBLPOD for 10% off any purchase. Once again, alwaysuptosomething.shop and use promo code TBLPOD for 10% off any purchase. Let's get it. All right. So we're going to bring in a very special guest today. Kyrie is going to stop by the show and talk to us um, and join the conversation. I think it's going to be a fun conversation. Steve, you want to get right into it, introducing him? Yeah, sure. Um, so me and Kyrie met in an unconventional way. Um, and it was in the, uh, the video game world playing video games. And we ended up partying up one day. And, uh, I guess since then we were just realized we had the same vibe and at each other on Snapchat and just always been friends since then. I think like literally we've been friends for like over a year now. It's crazy to say that, but like, and, and it's at least close to a year because, um, I know I started playing, uh, last winter, um, when I met him and a couple other friends. Uh, but yeah, we just always had like a, like a good vibe and uh, we're always on the same page um, and had a lot of common interests. And one of the main ones was music. One of the coolest things that uh, is, is dope about talking to Kyrie when we're playing video games is when like a new song comes out and you hear him get hyped on the other end or like, or, or he's like, yo, Steve, like, did you hear this? Or like, I'm like, yo, did you hear that? Or like, whatever it is like the like, like uh we don't get to obviously hang out in person and uh and yeah he might be younger than than i am but um but like we're just on the on the same page and um and i know that a bunch of our other buddies fuck with him as well and uh he's just an overall good dude so uh Kyrie, tell the people what's up tell them where you're from you know background how old you are uh and then maybe like what you're looking to do with life going forward and then we'll get into a couple topics together all right. Um. Once again, I'm Kyrie, and um, I'm 17. Currently in Chicago, Illinois, and um, hobbies probably say um, playing video games, especially with Steve, and um, here and there I'll make some music on a side, music production, and um, I dance here and there, and uh, yeah, pretty much it. And what uh, and what do you do like? You're going to school, obviously, and you're still in high right. school. And then I guess college is coming up, and you're obviously going to go to college, or what? What any plans? Yeah, I'm um, I'm going to college to become. I'm going to study uh, computer engineering or computer programming, yeah, and cool. do music production on the side. Um, colleges I'm looking into probably um, Texas A&M, mm. Northwestern, uh, yeah, Columbia. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Because I know you got, a, I know you got a good head on your shoulders, and um, and I never really knew what you wanted to do with it. So it's nice to know that uh, that that you're going into something so dope. So keep that up, man. That's that's really cool. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah, never, never, uh, never stop following your passion. Um, but like I said before, our main interest is music. So uh, so think back a little bit and uh, try and think about when you first had music impact your life was it 
like coming from your parents or was it coming from your siblings? I know you have what an older brother and a younger brother at least. Um, but was it from them? Like, like I know maybe not your younger brother, but, uh, but where'd you hear from? What, what was, what was influencing you? Um, at the time I was around like say seven or eight. So back in like 2007 or eight and, uh, my brothers, they're, they're huge dancers. Like even to this very day, you know, they're posting on their Instagram, Triller, just going crazy, you know. And back then, they started up a little group with some friends upstairs. They, like, one floor above us in an apartment. And um, every day after school, you know, I do my homework, come in, and I see them dancing, just making routines, just right off the bat, top of their head. And I'm like, like, man, you know, now I'm interested. Like, teach me some moves, you know. And I feel like from there – that's what really drove me to music, like the sound, like just everything, the vibe it gave off, you know. And what were they dancing to? Um, was it something they made, or was it music that was out at the time? Or do you remember, or was it just the fact that they were dancing? Um, well, back then it was um jerking. I don't know if you know that, but that was popular back then. So they were dancing to like "You're a Jerk," um, hmm. "New Boys," just all that that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, so, see, so you're putting a weird spin on this because I just asked you a music question and you answered me with a dance answer, which they yeah. both go with the same, same aspect. So like, was, was it the dance aspect that really hit you first? Was it the fact that like, oh my God, these guys have rhythm. Was it like the rhythm of someone moving to music or was it like actually music? Cause it's funny how, like I asked you, like, when was the first time music impacted you? And the mm -hmm. first thing that came to your head was like, oh, I remember seeing my my brother's dancing so like do you think it was more of like you're that you were into the dance thing and the music went with it or um i'd say it was more so how like people are able to dance to the rhythm of the beat you know it interested me like you know the beat would just be i'd be like man like that beat's like so crazy like how could you dance to something like that you know and it inspired me to just like man like i really want to make music you know like it, it caught my interest in music. It it really drove me to um, pursue a music career. So I yeah. say that's what really sparked it right there. Yeah, that, that right there really triggered when you first started saying, you know what, I'm into music. It, that's that's a cool take on it. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to get into what obviously you. Oh, wait, we lost him. We lost them. All right. So uh, let's just get into your topics then. Um, I could stop the broadcast. Oh, back. We, he's back. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I can cut it out. He popped just in continue. Yeah. <laughs> and come and call, he might so. not even even cut that out. He made a, he, he tripped and then turned it into a beautiful dance. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Perfect segue. So, uh, so we're going to talk a lot about what, um, what you do enjoy listening to. Right. Um, but let's just take a few moments on like what you're not into. Like what what is it that like obviously you have those artists that you think are the best. And then you have the artists that you say, All right, I turn to every day and I listen to music here and there. But like who are you absolutely not looking at? Is it like a whole genre or is it specific artists within the genre you like? Um I get asked this question quite a bit and um they they I always surprise people with my answers. So like the people I don't like at all, I'd probably say the mainstream rappers. Because, like, so, for example, um, 
Beyonce, I, I honestly think she's overrated. I mean, she has a, don't get me wrong, beautiful voice, you know, can sing, can dance. Hot fucking take, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to at Beyonce. The, the queen of music, wow. No, yeah. I don't really like her, no, but. No, yeah. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the same page, so what were you saying? Oh, yeah, um, I say Beyonce, like, yeah, you know, she has a beautiful voice and, um, you know, can dance, can do it all. But I just I can't vibe with it, you know. That's that's my biggest deal. I have to vibe with it. So like Drake going, here going and there, dance aspect too. Yeah, yeah, you gotta feel it. Yeah, you know, if you don't feel it, like can't really vibe to it, you know. Yeah, so Drake here and there. What do you not like about Drake? Um. Oh, interesting question. Also, so um, back when like Drake first started blowing up, you know, had crazy bars. I mean, like. It was amazing. Like it every time he hopped on a track, it was just fuego, fire, you know? Mm-hmm. But now I feel like it's it's more so about the beat than the actual lyrics, you know? Mm-hmm. And that plays a huge part and which makes me like which I guess you could say drove me away from him. Mm-hmm. So here and there, not really. I just feel like his lyrics slipped. Mm-hmm. So anybody anybody else that's uh on that mainstream level that you're just not vibing with? Um, Jay Z, Meek Mill, um, I'd probably say that's about it. This is a big name artist right there. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's so funny because I said to him, "I'm like, listen, you could." I basically threw it out there. I was like, "Tell me the things that you don't like," and and you could go by genre, or you could go by artist, and he went right for the. For the that's top. interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, he goes right for the top guys, and he's got a great point though. Like everyone's got a different style. Yeah, everyone's you know? got a different style. Everyone's got different tastes, but mm-hmm. your your different tastes. You bring up a good point. Um, that like, yeah, Beyonce's got a unique sound and she's uh, got a beautiful voice, but it's not really too relatable to yeah. the younger generation of males. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, like I don't think it'll hit them. And it's not that she's going to them, but if you're gonna ask one, they'll have an opinion like you. And uh, and same. I don't know about Jay Z though. I don't know what the fuck you're drinking, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Meek Mill and uh, and and those other guys. Then uh, then yeah, no, I completely agree with some of the takes there. Um, <laughs> that's funny. So let's do uh, let's do a like top five all time. Let's let's, oh, try, let's try to break down. See now, it's kind of weird. I don't know if you want to do two. Do you want to do like a top five all time? And then do a top five current and then mm. not include both because I mean, not include one and the other because I know you're a big fan of a lot of the new artists that are coming out and I want to, yeah. I want to dig into that. Um, but like, do you want to do two separate lists? Do you want to just do top five and then we can run from there? That's up to you. Um, I say top five, just, just top five. All right. So let's do it. So, uh, number one all time favorite, I have to say, Louisy Vert. He's yeah. like, his, I don't know, it's just his rhythm is and cadence is just amazing. Like, his, the way he's able to relate to the youth, you know, and the, it's not even just his lyrics also, it's the beat. Like, you can feel the, I guess you could say, like, the pain and the sadness behind his music. And, like, mm-hmm. litness too, you know? The emotion. So, yeah, the emotion overall, yeah, you, you know, the tone. You feel the highs, exactly what he's trying to get across, and you could feel the lows when he's trying to get a deeper meaning across. And I, I've been to one of his shows, and it's, there. like, his shows are electric. Like, yeah. he goes nuts. And I think Man. that's part of his, you know, whole 
what do I want to say appearance or what makes him a, a, such a good artist, I think, you know? Yeah. He's also, um, people think he's weird for the way he dressed, you know, he's just, he's just doing him, you know, he's, he's not right. He's not uh, opposed to people's opinions. And I like that, you know, mm. uh, coming to number two, I probably have to say Roy Woods. I know okay. it's more of like an um, R&B, but. Um, and that's one of Drake's yeah. boys too. Yeah, I know. That's I'm crazy. Yeah, I like R&B a lot. Yeah, Roy Woods, he's, you can definitely hear the tone in his voice. I, I feel like that's key because you can relate to him on so many levels. You know, you ever had like a heartbreak or just ever been really sad? Like, mm. I'd say Roy Woods is the way to go. <laughs> yeah, so he, <laughs> he captures that vibe real well. Yeah. Too. Um, um, number three. Yeah, number three. Um, Trippy Red. He's buzzing a lot. He's I buzzing. was. But listen, I want to cap it there. Let's cap Trippy Red right there. All right, let's cap it there. At three, and then let's move to four because I want to get into him uh, afterwards because I want to dig into a couple of new artists. All right. Um, number four. Hmm. J Cole. Yes. Oh, okay. J Cole. Yeah. And Big number. Time, uh, He's he's a big we're big fans over uh, over here at the bottom line of Jake. Oh really? For sure. Yeah. Jake Cole's he's amazing. I went to his 2014 tour. It was amazing. Yeah. Just he did his whole album, performed his whole album. I saw him live in like 2012 when he played with Drake. It was insane. Yeah, I wish I could have had that opportunity, fam. That Mm -hmm. that's yeah. (laughs) It's quite the yeah. It was quite the experience for sure. All right, so J. Cole's number four, and then who's coming in five? Probably say Migos. Migos. Most definitely, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I um Steve hates them with a burning <laughs> I, I I'm not into the hummer the hummer the hummer the but man, they are catchy as fuck. Like I went yeah. to a party this weekend at UNH. Sorry, sorry, go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I was I no, just a cap real quick. I was a huge Migos fan. So when they started and the mm-hmm. vibe, but like I just feel like they have like such a big platform and they can do so much, which they do. Like say if, if their hun- their their platform's a hundred, they probably do like eighty. But I feel like that tw- that twenty percent that they're missing or that twenty they're missing, like I feel like they could do a little more. Like they they mix with they mix the Migo sound that they've made, which is a great sound, with other artists, but they mm-hmm. don't they don't really mix the Migos sound up itself, right? So, like, I feel like that the, like, Migos can do a song with Cardi B, with Bruno Mars, with fucking Ed Sheeran, and it'll probably be dope. But I feel like we're still going to get the same, like, Migos sound. Like, yeah, we might get some different, like, bells or flutes or fucking a different tone, but I just feel like it's the same same cadence, same... Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. mumble rap because I get what they're saying and they're talking about some boss shit. And I'm not discrediting them, discrediting them, but I just feel like there hasn't been much, like, since Versace to to um, to Culture 2. I feel like the music itself, there hasn't been much of a change. That's all. That's all I'm saying. If you put on Versace and you put on something from Migos 2, I, I think someone that's hurt hearing Migos for the first time will be like, I have no idea what's older, you know. But yeah, uh, I, I get you honestly. I, I do not to cut you off or anything. Sorry about that. But mm-hmm. um, I, I understand though. Like I, I agree, their their cadence hasn't changed at all. But I, I, you know, it's 
Oh, they're still fire. Though. They're so catchy. Yeah, as fire. right. So as it's, I was, I was, go ahead, go ahead. No, yeah, it's like it. it's still catchy. You know, it's fire. Like I, I love it. You know, mm-hmm. but I do hear where you're coming from, though. Yeah, I know. And um, I went to a party at UNH this weekend, and like the entire playlist was all Migos, and it, it like we were just drinking, having a good time, and, and like it was setting the vibe for sure. You know, so I. I they're they're catchy it's like they're good part they got good party music and you know or just if you want to sit down and smoke a blunt or something that you could do that with the i feel like it go either way you know yeah sure so that's the that's the top five it was let's run it back one more time yeah say was at the top i'm sorry Lucy vert oh yeah um roy woods roy woods trippy red trippy red uh j cole and Migos. And Migos. So I think that's a good top five to have for someone of, like of your age, of your generation, like, um, right there. That like you can already tell just if I showed somebody that that they can appreciate your taste of music because you have a very um wide range. Um, so if that's all time top five, and I right. told you cap at Trippy Red, so I guess we'll start with him. But I want to break down a couple of the newer artists that are coming out right now, and okay. and there's been a couple things that uh, that me and Kyle have spoken about, and um, and it's just we've given our opinion on it. But you know we're older guys, and we don't we might not relate to some of the stuff that's coming from younger people, especially when me and him we have like established taste in music right now. So Kyle, when he's going to listen for a song i'm sure he has a pretty good idea of what he's listening to for his taste right mm-hmm. and same thing with me like we've been listening to music for a long time you've been doing so as well but you're younger and now you're getting this new wave of music so i really want to hear like your opinion on it um so trippy red right. i i think that his music's pretty good i think that he he's his melodies are 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 up there with some of the best i think his voice is unique obviously it's it's something that we've never seen before i think he brings a little bit something different to the table obviously his content is just i don't think his content's there or it doesn't have much of a substance um but yeah what's your take on trippy red i know you're you're a big fan of his music um first off let me like start from how i originally first started listening to trippy red yeah so my brother, um, older brother, he's like 24 now. So he, um, he was like, yo, you heard this, check out this song by Trippy Red. I'm like, who's Trippy Red? He's like, this new artist I just found, you know, he's, his beats are crazy. He just spits. I'm like, all right, cool. So I listened to him. It was, um, uh, wild, young wild boys. That was the first song I heard by him. Gotcha. And you know, um, it was just, I was like, yeah, man, like it's bumping. You, you feel me? Like it was, it was nice. So, I expanded on to that and I listened to like all of his, like I literally went through song by song, all of his music and I loved it. You know, he was, I guess I don't want to compare him to another artist, but as far as like changing it up, he's, he's like X. Yeah. You know, so they both can change it up at any time. Like you don't ever know what they're going to produce, you know? And mm-hmm. that's what I got from listening to Trippy Red. Yeah. His range is there. So if he hopped on any, t- he can really, work with any type of beat or any type of flow um yeah. because has I, he has he collaborated with anybody like big artists oh yeah yeah 
he was supposed to be on um God's plan. It was in a snippet, like you heard Trippy. That's but, right. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I was looking it up on YouTube. They said um his I guess his DJ had leaked it in the club, and uh Drake was asking to see if he finished his verse, and Trippy was like like Nah, I didn't finish my verse yet. So that's why he just put out the song now because it was getting a lot of buzz. The snippet, like everybody was just playing that snippet everywhere. So. Mm-hmm. I guess he thought it was like a, a smart move on a business scale to throw out the track. Without Drake on it? Oh no, no without Trippy on it. Oh without Trippy on it. Yeah, without Trippy on it. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. Just, what was the song? Uh it's called God's Plan by Drake. Oh, oh, geez, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, Trippy was supposed to be on that? Yeah. If you look really? it up on YouTube, type in like God's plan snippet. And you're gonna hear Trippy's verse towards the end. Hmm. So he was supposed to be on that track, but I guess he just threw it out there. So interesting. Yeah, I couldn't imagine missing out on that opportunity. Yeah, would that be- would have got him a lot of sales, a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would have had some. He would have had pretty good feedback from that. Um. Yeah, and then you brought up another one. I was gonna get to him later, but we can talk about him now. But uh, X. Um. You told you spoke about his range, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now, mind you, that I'd say we all agree that he does have a range that covers most of music. But, um, but like, what do you think about his message and how he displays his message? Because he's like, he's a very interesting guy. Like, he's got a bad back. He's got a bad rap, right? In the books, legally um like like people don't like him like there's a lot of people that don't like him but he's he he stands out and he says uh and he says you know like i don't care about all that and and he's promoting this positive message but Mm -hmm. like how many like like what's what's your take on on that aspect of it not necessarily his music so you're saying just his like personal life and how he acts not his music yeah, and yeah, and the message that he's getting across through his music because he's got a very dark vibe to him, and he's got a very positive message. That's right. why. It's um, I'd have to say because I I did some research on him too, and I was like looking at a podcast. He went over like his whole life and like what happened. So I feel like I kind of understand why he, you know, he acts out so poorly. Because, you know, comes from, like, a bad childhood, bad background, just everything was just wrong, you know? And I feel like he, he tries to strive to make sure his fans are, like, okay. And, you know, not just through his music. Like, he'll he'll um put out his social media out pretty, pretty frequently. And, yeah. you know, he responds back to fans. He, like, pops up on them. Um, yeah, very translucent guy. Yeah. Yeah, so but, um yeah, I'd say that's that's pretty much yeah. His content's he, very viral. Like I've seen like I don't really like him. I haven't mm-hmm. really listened to any of his music, but like everywhere on Twitter when I you know, look at music Twitter, you know, it's he's always up there doing something crazy, you know. Right. So yeah, yeah, he seriously. So let's talk about six nine. Okay. Now, He's doing his first West Coast tour right now, and there's some crazy shit going on. <laughs> like, like it is crazy. This the there's a gang in in um 
in Phoenix that says that if he comes through, they're shooting up the spot at the bar. They don't mm-hmm. care about the bar. They don't care about the people there. They're not having a child molester in their city. The guy goes to the mall in L.A. and he's all over social media, like antagonizing the people that are going against him. Um, being out in the mall and being out in public and saying, fuck him, I could be out in the public. Fuck you guys in your opinion, um, mm-hmm. which is all well and good because you should carry yourself properly. But I think now it's getting to the point where it's dangerous. Like yeah. his music is one thing, right? And he and he's got a very strong meaning in his music that he's he's nobody to fuck with. But now, not that, not that, like, like I'm almost, I'm almost afraid someone's going to test this shit, and then innocent people are going to get hurt. That's my point. Like, go and take it somewhere where there's not people around that that are going to like the worst, the worst I could never imagine going to a show and then the shit getting uh, ran up on and people getting hurt. I couldn't like, that's, that's something insane to me. Um, So like, what's your take on his music and then everything kind of what's going on in the background? Cause like we do need to, it's really cool when he puts out the video Kiki and there's guys with fucking guns in their hands and they're driving around on quads and shit. But then right. when he takes that shit and it looks dope on a video and the guy's slapping the girl's ass, yeah, that's all cool. Like, that's really cool shit. But, like, there's some serious underlining there that people don't like him. And when he goes somewhere else, they're going to pull up their quads and their guns and shit, and, and they're going to show him who the fuck's the boss because he's not there anymore. But what's your take on him as a, as a whole? Like, is it is – it, uh, like like what what's your opinion on his music and then kind of what what he's getting across to people um i say his music is it's it's authentic i'll say that it's you know i vibe with it a lot you know when you just want to turn up you know turn on kiki or um what's the other song called gummo yeah and you know you just have a good time but i feel like there's a right way and a wrong way to do it you know it's I feel like ever since he got into that beef with Trippy Red, that's when everything popped off. Yeah, and so he must I don't have think, like a shit ton of clout from that. Yeah. He would must have been like, all right, fuck it, I gotta not that see, I couldn't imagine him being all like that just for the clout though, either. Well, okay, so I did some research on that. So like that's another thing, you know, whenever I see an uh, upcoming artist getting into some beef with like another artist or like the public always do my research, you know, look up, see what's going on. So I found out that um Trippy it was back then, six nine, he had um apparently got charged with uh uh trying to molest a child. But he was at a party and his girl who was underage, but he didn't know that. He didn't like, you know, fuck her or anything like that or try anything on her. It was just the fact that she was there at the party underage with older men who were drinking and smoking. Mm. That's what that he got charged with. Cause it was a minor there, so they put that as a um, I don't know what you call it, but yeah, they charged him for it, you know, and that's what happened. So everybody else thinks he's just a child molester, but you know, yeah, it, it's fake news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a tough situation. Um, no, it's a tough situation. That sucks. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. So for sure. So I'd be interested. I, I wish for everyone's safety that that uh, nothing really fucking happens and they're just all talk. But uh, but I'd be afraid that if we're about to see someone test this shit and uh, 
and it's not going to turn out well for either side. You know, it's these people are these guys are humans. You know, it's right. easy to watch them on a on a video or or whatever and and forget about that and listen to their music, but you can forget about that. So I know we talk we've been talking a lot about the music stuff, um, but we also talk, like to talk about sports on here. Um, mm. So I got a couple questions for you. You had mentioned uh and m earlier are you yeah. a big fan of johnny manziel or uh, have you been following his comeback season or no no what's been going on with him oh so we we talk a lot about this but um he's he's been you know who mike stud is that's the kind of the guy me and steve fuck with yeah. a lot yeah so music before Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah you sent me him yeah yeah yeah, so him, he, he and his buddies are they form like the, a business. Um, mm-hmm. It's called For the Homies, and it's a it's a clothing brand and whatnot. And uh, their first client was Man- Johnny Manziel, and really? so yeah, so he, they've been producing like sweatshirts, hoodies, you know, sneakers. They just release sneakers for him, and it's all the the whole message or the branding behind it is comeback season because he's trying to get back into the NFL. So, and this was all coordinated by Mike Studd and, and his group of people. So, quick, quick side take. Yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Don't these shoes look a little familiar? <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yeah. The you never know Air Force Ones. <laughs> yeah. Just so, a tad. So, I saw that picture this week, and that's immediately what I thought of. Yeah, me too. So, clearly, they're doing almost the same thing they're doing with Mike with him, which and- is smart. Yeah, and and he's doing Vans, which we, Mike didn't do Vans. Right. Um, I think they're snazzy too. They got the two logo and you know yeah. the money yeah, symbol. They got, they got some snazz so, to them for sure. Uh, um, but and then my other question is, I know it's spelled a little bit differently, but uh, do people ever uh, like I don't know? Be like, oh, Kai associate you with Kyrie Irving I don't know oh, that's a cool <laughs> all the time I get that 24 7 that's awesome. just like some people just be like what up Irving and I'm like what's up man like <laughs> I get it all the time you know so it's nothing new I mean do I just you, go along with it yep do you fall uh ball at all um here and there I yeah. mean I've been watching I just finished watching the um all-star game yesterday mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah Kyrie is a huge fan of 2k18 mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a huge fan of him because I'm he's I'm a Boston fan, so yeah, big uh, fan. So, uh, so those are the two you had. Yeah, that uh, was it. awesome. So, uh, I just just before we wrap this up, one thing I didn't throw on the list, um, but let's talk about it for a few because Kyrie, because uh, Kyle, jeez, started <laughs> doing a podcast. Have we have podcast with two Ks. <laughs> Kyrie spells his name K Y R E E. Um. So it's basically the same thing, uh, or close to the same thing. So, but before we end, um, Kyle had yeah. asked me a couple episodes uh, before that uh, he was trying to talk about Fortnite a little bit because he sees mm. he sees it going um, he sees it going viral on um, on social media and right, it's really, everywhere. Yeah, really. I mean, do me a favor. Me and you have been gaming for a long time, and and we've been uh, connected to the gaming culture. Mm-hmm. But what, like, have you ever seen a fucking video game get that quickly attached to the like public like that, and like into so- social media so quickly? 
Um, I feel like no. duty. Yeah, Cold Duty. Yeah, it's done it a little, but like. Yeah, it, it was never on such a such a scale like this. Like Fortnite blew up like almost overnight, you know. Yeah. It was it was like instantaneous basically, you know. And um it's just crazy how much attention it's got now, you know. Like I, I play it almost every day and it's it's taken a toll. It's it really has. You know, it's it, it's pretty sad when college kids are playing Fortnite. Instead of playing beer pong, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I mean, never brings a good vibe, clearly, and and yeah, it is it is quite saddening that when a group of college kids get together and get a thirty six pack that they're Fortnite <laughs> controllers. Um, but just for a quick background, um, like, what else you what 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 are your favorite games that that uh, are out right now or like all time or like whatever. Tell me what you're into gaming wise. Oh, I think I think you know this one. What am I to say? But um, number one, I probably say Rocket League. That's that's my main right there, man. Like um, I spend at least a good so do me a favor. So six seven the, hours on that for the people at home that don't know what Rocket League is, um, just do two minutes because I'm asking. I'm gonna ask you about. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you about two other games because I know you're talking about Rocket League for like three hours. Hell but yeah. Just give me two minutes of what Rocket League is and like what what like is going on when you get into a game of Rocket League. Just for the people at home that literally, the literally once you said it was the first time they heard what Rocket League was. Okay, so um, brief rundown. Basically, it's like soccer but with cars. It, it's it sounds crazy as hell, but it's it's really fun once you get into it. So you know you got these cars hitting the ball, and then you have a, a you know rocket boost. So, you know, you might jump in the air, boost while trying to hit the ball. And it's real competitive. Like, you know, I've, I've seen it on YouTube where, like, these kids are going off the ceiling, falling off the ceiling, flipping at the last moment, shooting it into the goal. And you're just like, whoa, like, how the hell did he do that? And, you know, when I get into a game of Rocket League, I'm just like, man, I want to be a pro at this game. Like, that's the first thought that comes into my head. And it's just real amazing how it can bring a lot of people together, you know? Rocket League is that's one gonna, of my all-time favorite. Yeah, the Rocket League really, uh, like from a just at, like just watching it, this is cool. You know, like like if I like Kyle might not be familiar with what we're talking about, but if he goes on YouTube after this and types in fucking Rocket League highlights, he'll be entertained for the next thirty minutes of his life or oh, next two yeah. hours. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. So, uh, so give me another one. What's another game uh, other than Fortnite and Rocket League that you're going and grabbing? Um, Call of Duty. I have to say that's that's another one. I mean, I know and, I kind of fell off, but yeah, you're dependent on the Call of Duty. I mean, you're yeah. a, you're a Call of Duty series fan, so whenever one comes out, you're always looking forward, just like I am. Um, is there one or two in particular that you that you're a fan of? Um, I have to say my all-time favorite was Modern Warfare 3. That was, like, the best Call of Duty they ever came out with. It was just – the movement was really fluid, you know. The, I like the guns. My favorite were, like, UMP-45, ACR, you know. Yeah, it was yeah. really classic back then. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Like that um, that older that older style uh, Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, now, when we met, we were playing Infinite Warfare 2. What was, which one did we meet? Infinite Warfare. Yeah, yeah. Infinite Warfare. Warfare. Which, one had, which one had the aliens in it? Because that's where we were playing. Infinite Warfare, for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, we met playing that. And, dude, 
the time we spent playing that game, like that that shit, you pay sixty dollars for that video game, you're getting every single six dollars worth of of money. Hell yeah. And especially in most video games. All right, one more. What's uh what's one more that you like? And then give us a quick breakdown. Hmm. I probably have to say this new game I started playing. Uh, it's called Monster Hunter. It's, oh, right. You were telling me about that. Is yeah. That out recently. Yeah, it came out um a couple weeks ago. It's it's pretty. I say it's a different style from what I usually choose. Like you know, I usually like to shoot 'em ups or like just something fun and quick to play. But that game, it's it's really different from what I usually go for. It's a um. Yeah, break it down real quick. Yeah, yeah. So it's like um it's like these dinosaurs and all types of uh, T Rex running around and you gotta hunt them down with like a katana, a sword or like a uh, hammer, like it's mind you, the weapons are huge because the dinosaurs are huge. So you know, you're just hunting them, killing them, rebuilding your civilization and advancing it. And that's pretty much it. Awesome, man. So uh so yeah, that's. Uh, I definitely want to talk about some video games with you. Uh, so then let's let's finish it up with our last segment, and it's the segment that we um, have every week, and uh, it's probably the most it was the most exciting thing I wanted to talk to you about and bring you on about. Um, but uh, it's well, we spoke about your past music history and and what gives you the taste that you had today. And obviously, what taste you have, and how, and you ranked everybody, and we spoke about some of the new music artists and what they're doing. Um, but we break down what we've been listening to for the past week, and um, and Kyle, why don't you go first? We'll give Kyrie a little break, and then he'll go, and then I'll go, or however you want to do it. But we're just gonna break down a couple songs that we were listening to this week, and uh, we plug it on our uh, on our playlist. Um, but Kyle's going to tell you, Kyle's going to remind you guys all more about where you can find the playlist and everything. Um, yeah, Kyle. Yeah. So all of our listeners, Kyrie, do you have, are you a Spotify user by any chance? Uh, yeah. Sweet. So you can go on to Spotify, search the bottom line playlist, and we post all the songs that we talk about on this segment there. So every week we'll, you know, put brand new stuff on there. It's a pretty fire playlist. So Go in, uh, give us give us a follow. That'd be awesome, and um, we'll add all the songs that you talked about today as well too on there. So right. definitely um, give you guys a follow. Thank you, appreciate it. So all right, so what I'm listening to the new uh, track that just dropped Friday um, by ASAP Rocky, Gucci Mane, Twenty One Savage, and I think there was somebody else on the track. Uh, London on the track. He's the producer. So the song was cocky. I don't know if you guys had heard, heard that yet. No, not yet. No. Yeah, are you a fan of any of those guys? Uh, yeah. Basically, everybody you named. Yeah, I like them all. I I thought it was pretty cool. You know, like they had it started with twenty one, then what Gucci came in, and then oh no, ASAP, then Gucci. Um, it it was pretty cool. I you you wouldn't think like all three of those guys could flow so well together, but they did a good job, I think. And it's it's um all centered around the Kyrie Irving. Uh, uh, Uncle yeah. Drew movie, yeah, it's like yeah. off the album. So, um, the other song I've been listening to is uh, "No Defeat" by Preem. Um, pretty, I, I like him. They, he does a lot of work with uh, OVO Sound. So, 
Um, yeah, and I like I like all all that kind of. They have good collections. Over yeah. There. Oh yeah. yeah. Anything uh, that uh, anything that that group of guys is and gals is. Uh, Him and uh, Party Next Door. Like I love Party Next Door. I think they're my favorite. Other other than Drake, like probably top two favorite in OVO sound for sure. And Roy, I like some of Roy stuff too. Yeah, he recently just came out with an album like a couple months ago. Yeah, uh, I liked uh, "Say Less." I think that was ah, my favorite. Yeah, album. that's that's a that's a fan favorite. <laughs> um, and then the last one is uh, "Know Myself." Uh, came out on Valentine's Day, a little Valentine's Day vibe, and that's with uh, one of my favorite newer rapper or newer artists. I don't know if he's a uh, rapper so much, but. Um, Vori and that it's actually Justine Sky's song. She, I'm, she's, I'm not familiar with a lot of her work, but uh, her and Vori have collaborated before. And Vori's my guy. I've been riding high. He's done a lot of stuff with uh, Mike Stud. So, um, um, podcasts are huge fans of Vori. Mm-hmm. He actually liked my tweet, dude. Yeah, uh, I like I um, tweeted out the song via Spotify, and I was like, my my guy Vori killed it once again, and he liked it. So I was pretty, I was riding high. Um, on Valentine's, and then it's called Know Myself. So, um, so yeah, Kyrie, is there uh, two or three songs that you could think of that you've been listening to in the past week? Uh, yeah, I first off, uh, 20 Men's by Lozy Vert. It's, it's really like you know, for him, I'd probably say it's a little different of a beat than he usually go for, hmm. which makes it like. A really authentic sound so and don't be fooled by the name even though it's called 20 minutes it's yeah. not 20 minutes long <laughs> for, for, for those at home that are like oh, i'm not listening to that already <laughs> and then uh i say another one is that plug walk by rich the kid that one's nice i, I like it yeah yeah it's it's um what's the name it's oh. like it's it's just a pretty chill vibe, you know, something mm-hmm. like you walking down the street too, mm-hmm. or just want to vibe too, bounce your head a little bit. Yeah. Did you hear um he was featured in a new song? It's called uh Mc McFlurry, I think. Oh, McFlurry With... drop or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um that was pretty pretty good. I like that. I found that this weekend too. Oh but, yeah, uh, that, that's a really dope song. I, yeah. I the fucks with it. Uh Steve, what's up? What are you listening to? Yeah, so um, in honor of Kyrie being on here, I picked a song that I know he's <laughs> a big fan of. Um, but I fuck with heavy, and it's crazy you can't get it on Spotify or you can't get it on uh, on um, Apple Music. But early morning trapping by mm. by uh, Trippy Red <laughs> and uh, Rich the Kid. Yeah, that song is fucking sick, and go on YouTube and watch the video and they look like they're having a great time shooting the video. So that shit is so cool. Like, I don't know. I just, I just think that when the two of them got on the song together, it definitely set a, uh, a dope vibe. Um, the second one is a classic Mike stud song. Um, mm. Royal flow mm. uh, by Mike stud. It's off the, uh, Sunday stud, da- st- Sunday stud tape. I think the volume two one, um, but just again, Mike creating original content off of what probably arguably and Kyle, we should write this down and, uh, and do a little segment on this. Mm-hmm. I think that's arguably one of the best beats that Mike's ever gone over. 
Um, Who produced that? Was that Kilmer? Can I find that on on? Uh, I don't know. Can I find it on Spotify? Does it say? I think it, I'm pretty sure it was Kilmer. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's early enough. We'll have to look it up later, but definitely early enough. But yeah, uh, that song, and then I have the other one down over here. Uh, shit. Oh, Space by T.K. Kravitz featuring Sexton. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's you a nice song, fam. Yeah, I heard that yeah, one. Exactly. You listen to that song, and it sets the vibe that you just got from Kyrie right there. I'm happy you reacted that way. It's just very, like, ooh. Like, yeah. Very, very just like, damn. That Relax. song. Like, yeah. It's like, back, damn. Like, Super chill, super <laughs> smooth, you know. Um, you know, it's 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 a good joint. So uh, we'll definitely get that on the playlist for sure. So that uh, Royal Flow is produced by Lou Balls. Is that Louis Bell before? <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm messaging Lou right now. Did did you ever go by the name Blue Balls? <laughs> did you ever go by the name Blue Balls? I, I think it was. I think it is him. That, when I search it on Google, he cut his picture comes up. That if you search Lou Balls, like L U space B A L Z. I I shit you not. L Z. Maybe that was like his ball alias. I don't know. All right. Interesting. Interesting yeah, choice. Definitely might have to search that up later. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to dig more into that one because because uh, we're gonna need more more from Lou if he ever went by the name balls. That, that's a hot take. But on that note, on that note, I think that's a good point to wrap it up here. Um, Kyrie. Can't thank you enough for spending some time with us and run through some music and giving us a little background of your life. Um, yeah, man, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. This is the time where we normally uh, give free to uh, to whoever we come we our guests for the week, and some people have used it to get a message across. Some people have used it to plug their own information. Um, just give out your handle on social media and just say whatever you want, man. You got a few minutes or a few seconds, whatever you want. All right. Um, first, I like to give a piece of advice. Why? You probably heard me say it a couple of times. But um, whenever you fail in life, run it back to for a dollar. There you go. Like the best quote I've ever heard. Basically, you know, when you fail in life, get up, try again. Like Don't that. ever settle for less. And um, follow me on Instagram, underscore Wolf Savage, underscore or follow me on Snapchat at uh, Wolf Savage six hundred twenty four. Awesome, and, man. Uh, and I don't think that uh, that anybody but yourself displays that quote better. So, <laughs> so, so you're always up and about. Thanks for spending some time. All right, let's dive into some topics now. So we had the cha-cha the wave game i was a little disappointed um they didn't stream it really coverage yeah, he only went live on ig and the quality was decent but like 
Yeah, they really easily could have had someone set up something nice and stream it on YouTube. Not sure why they didn't do that. They look cool, though. I mean, like, all the celebrities that were there. And Wale, was I heard, was, like, the MVP. Did you see that video I, put, I retweeted? He, like, he he looks like freaking Kyrie out there. He, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that video. He did yeah. Like yeah, definitely. A lot of those guys did. Wonder- and then uh, I think uh, Ryan just posted a video a couple hours ago. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was cool. That looked good. They captured the vibe. Great. That's my thing. I hope that they that – they- that's what I was about to say. They might have not streamed it, but I hope they either recorded it or, or are going to put like a solid body of work together mm-hmm. for uh, for like the public, whether it's a video or but just don't give me a three minute snip. You know, give me right. a 10, 15 minute documentary. Like, and hopefully they got some interviews. You yeah, know, like- exactly. Like, I love to hear like what they, and they did a great job with that Spirit League. I reposted the, um, I took some time today and put something on social media because I thought, like, Ovio Ryan, he's doing such a great job as an entrepreneur, and I feel like he's just not – like, not that he's not recognized because a ton of people know who he is, but, mm-hmm. like, like people don't know what he's doing. So, like – He needs like, a, a production team to help put, like, his stuff out, like, pump his content, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He almost needs to do that. But just for uh, just for something quick, I think that this needs to be read um, – this was an email that the Spirit League sent to Ovi Ryan uh, post um, celebrity game. And the Spirit League was the group of kids that they had played before the league that uh, that they did their own little game uh, and raised money for that Spirit League. But congrats on the fantastic event yesterday. You worked hard and demonstrated grace under pressure. Job well done. Our, spe- our Spirit League at the athletes made lifelong memories and we are grateful to you and the cha-cha the wave for reaching out and supporting the league they did they did well playing on the court for the first time they did well playing on a full court for the first time they usually play on a short court and outside for the first time as well Uh, these kids felt huge sense of accomplishment and felt pampered with the shirts food and fun as the day went on, several of our athletes had their eye out for Jamie, see attachments uh, for the pictures and whatnot, but but uh, they they obviously had a great time. And mm-hmm. this is what we need for, like, obviously, Ryan posting this. He's not, he's not, he's not bragging, no. but, like, this is what we need to see because, really, he's doing fucking great shit out there, so. Right. I just wrote myself, I was like, this is exactly why Ovio Ryan is the perfect person to learn from. I've been a big fan of his work for years, but for the past three years, being an entrepreneur myself, I've been able to pick up hundreds of little tips um, based off of how the man carries himself naturally. And I felt that was just a great way to, to sum up like him. Like he literally is only doing good out there right now. And mm. and everything he touches goes to gold. Like, like <laughs> it's the perfect guy to really follow. Yeah, for sure. You know, and he's, you know, he, he's getting his fingers in all sorts of things. You know, he's doing video production for Mike Studd and other artists, and he's doing the clothing line with Foley. And now he's putting on a charity basketball game with a bunch of big name athletes and, and musicians. And um, that's what you call a, a pretty talented person, in my opinion. So good for him. And obviously good for, for the cause. Cause I mean, that that's the whole point of, of, of why he put it on was to, to help out and, and send a positive 
message for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it looked like they had a great time. It did. It looked like a success. Yeah, for, for sure. I would have I would have killed to be there. Oh. I wish it, you know. Oh, I lived in L.A. That, that would have been the easiest $100 I've ever spent. Oh, my God, dude. It sucks. Not- and just standing there vibing with the fucking. Oh. The weather may suck out there, but everything cool happens out there for sure. Yeah. The weather, the weather can be iffy, but. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so. Another big thing that happened over the weekend was um, a little another barstool controversy, as there there seems to be a lot lately, um, which is why I'm such a but uh, a diehard. But this one in particular really hit home because it affected me, and not me personally, but affected me and a bunch of other fans of barstool. Um, so this guy i'm not sure if you're familiar michael rapaport are you familiar with any of his very, stuff? very familiar but just for some people that might not know who michael is can you just go through his story and what he uh is doing for barstool because i'm familiar he's he's a personality and an influencer but uh, i'm not so familiar with what he's doing there so i think yeah. I, I wanted to ask you about that yeah so obviously for those that don't know he's he's a been in a bunch of movies like Sully. Um, he was in Friends. He made a guest appearance, um, the TV show. So he's an actor. You know, he, that's his main thing he's known for. He's been in uh, Prison Break. Um, so then, but he's recently started to get into the internet world and the podcasting world. And um, he, he had his own show, has his own show, pod, you know, own podcast that's been pretty much top 10 in the charts for a while um but then he came to barstool and it like really shot up um because of you know barstool has that influence you know they i in my opinion they run the podcasting game you know um so once he joined there as a personality i think it was last year um he he was funny. Like he had certain, he would guest appear on part of my take, which is my favorite podcast. And he, like, he would be funny during that segment because, you know, big cat PFT would poke fun at him. And, um, and then he'd go on Barstool radio sometimes and make a guest appearance. Um, and he'd do a little shtick with Dave and, and, you know, he was always, he was always coughing and hacking. So they'd make fun of him there. And so there was times where he was kind of funny, but overall, and, as of late, a lot of his stuff that he, he really was disconnect. He's starting to dis- disconnect himself from like the Barcelona like community. Like he wouldn't, he hasn't made like a guest appearance in a while on the radio. He hasn't been on the podcast. He doesn't, when he comes into the office, he doesn't like know any of like the, his empl- fellow employees names. Like you've been there for almost a year now. You don't know any of the, the people there. Um, and so, and then, and just for side note, for because you're very familiar with uh, mm-hmm. with Barstool. Now, in a normal office space, that's that's um, that's common that you may not know everyone that works in the office space, and you may not know. I mean, all the jobs that I have, I've been fairly familiar with everyone working there. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of there's a lot of jobs where the industries are large, and you don't know who everyone uh, that that works there is. But, right. But it's a completely different story for those right. of you who don't know. They are as 
as translucent and open and every it's a family there. It's a very clubhouse vibe. It's so, like the office, basically. Yeah, so, I like to by Rappaport doing that, yeah. by Rappaport having that kind of relationship, it is very strange. So yeah, very strange. So I think <laughs> off that, I think he felt like he was since he was more of a celebrity personality there, as opposed to some of these other people that, you know, worked their way up mm-hmm. to get to where they, you know, their celebrity status, he felt like he was higher than a lot of these other guys. So he started going off and doing his own like selfie, like videos. Uh, and it, it, he would go on rants about like a lot about, usually about LeBron or like the NBA. He was, he's like a big NBA guy. Barstool thing to do. I don't know right. if he did any rants via cell phone before Barstool. Um, not so much. No, it was more, I think, because of the Barstool aspect. But he would also do like political stuff, which wasn't really Barstool stuff because they try to stay away from politics like a lot. So um, that started getting kind of like annoying. Like he, he was just wasn't funny in them. Like, like the some of these sports stuff was was funny. Like he would shit on LeBron and that was funny. But like when he started doing like Trump's shit and all this, it was it just wasn't funny. And more and more, he just never was, you know, as of late, hasn't been really that all that funny and and hasn't contributed to the company whatsoever. So I guess his contract, they came out today and said his contract was going to be expiring anyways in April and they were just going to let him go. So this was kind of just like a pushing point, you know, it just they gave them a reason to to let go of him. So basically what he said was in a tweet to because they had the their rough and rowdy event, which they own the company. And it's like a box, you know, pay-per-view boxing event. And that was this weekend. And Smitty, who's a Barstow Philadelphia blogger was one of the participants and him and Smitty were going at it about several different things I could get into. And basically Rappaport would, you know, call them pussy and a cheater and a liar. And he was just fueling the fire. And- I just highlight on one. Yeah. I want to make sure because there were, like you just said, there were a lot of things said between those guys going into the fight and mm-hmm. up into it and afterwards. But just to highlight on one, what's the whole juice and steroids thing? So Smitty, uh, they were talking about today on the radio. So Smitty took like a form of steroids yeah. that like basically didn't help bulk them up. Like you were, they're not the steroids it that was, we. It was a steroid. Yeah, it was a steroid, yeah. but it, it like helped them more with like bouncing back and like yeah, how, you know, it, get, how it affected his body that's probably different. right so he took it for like six weeks and i guess the hank who's the producer of Podmar take who fought in the first one he took the same substance so it's like i guess prez was like yeah so it's not really a big deal but now from now on it's totally banned gotcha so because there are some people being like well smitty cheated it's not fair that he won Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's what part Rappaport was calling him out on, like, "Oh, you're a cheater. You took steroids." Blah 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 blah. So all this talk going into the fight. And then- yeah. So this was all this talk, and Rappaport was on Twitter, do go back and forth about with all these, you know, Stooley fans. And so what put him over the edge was what he said to one Stooley, um, that basically, if you call yourself a Stooley, you're a loser, and that didn't strike well with with El Prez. Because that's how, I mean, that's how they function as as a company. Their fans, without their fans, they have nothing. And I thought that Prez's response to what um, he did was 
the most classic thing. So he goes on there. He obviously still has their sign in and he goes on uh, their Twitter and he does like this fake his own version of a uh, of Prez's uh, emergency press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's and Portnoy instantly replies with, <laughs> I just paid you thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this for a year and you just did it for free. That is the greatest, <laughs> greatest comeback. End of story right there was locked up. I hope that oh, yeah. I mean, not it was about it after that. I mean, it was end of the story when he made the tweet, you know, yeah. it's like the thing about Barstool is like, if you're like, they will, when something, when someone personally attacks them, they may not like get along. Like they, they, during their shows, like they'll ha- get in arguments and stuff. But like when somebody personally from the outside or even now in the inside attacks them, they all band together and they just rip that person apart. The fans are the ones that drive this and they do this. Right. For the fans. Wow. So he, he was done right when he made that tweet, but I mean, Prez definitely buried him for sure. It'd be one thing if it was someone like, uh, like uh, Big Cat saying it as a joke, or someone who's been there for a while, someone who's who's built it with Dave, you know. But like, come on, like yeah, it's stupid. If you're gonna be there for a year, well, he just thinks he can say anything he wants. Right, he's an idiot. He's just a basis. He's a dumb idiot. So, uh, what else you have on that topic list? Anything? Oh well, so I, I was gonna say the I don't know if you know this, but during the uh, press conference, pre when Prez did his emergency pre- press conference, he was literally like just finished having sex. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like really. I I had to go on Twitter and do this and take away from I was having a great date night, and now I have to do deal with this bullshit. Yeah. That was so funny. You were in the room when this was happening, or had you gained this information? Uh, he told us on, on Barcelona Radio. <laughs> but, yeah, okay, gotcha. um, yeah, he was yeah, he was literally it because he was in the bed with his shirt off. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm sure the girl was like literally right next to him that he hooked up with. Too funny. So you got anything else on that list? Yeah, so um my Red Sox, because baseball season's right around the quarter. You're a Mets fan, right? Yes. All right, so you got Tim Tebow. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, Thank you. Peace be with uh, Yeah. Uh, uh, meanwhile, the Red Sox went out and just signed uh, J.D. Martinez, who's the number one free agent this offseason. Um, basically, I, I don't know a lot about him. I, I know he played for the Diamondbacks last year, and he had like a breakout year. Um, I looked at t- Twitter, and – Twitter is telling me that he had better stats than uh, Giancarlo Stanton, who's now with the Yankees. So I'm thinking he's it's going to be a good offensive year. Hopefully, if we can, we per, you know our other players can can swing the bat pretty well because last year they they absolutely couldn't. Uh, but I mean, hey, we had to make a splash. It's a little late to make a splash, but we made a splash. So yeah, I'm happy about it. It's a decent splash too. You know, uh, I think as the spring starts to get closer. And as I look at my calendar, it's getting scarily closer as the days go by. I can't believe that we're almost getting into March. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are we, what is this? Nine episode nine. We're, we're yeah. nine weeks into podcasts. It's crazy. Um, it's crazy. Well, we'll have to dedicate a, an episode to a little baseball preview, but um, for sure. But um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how everyone handles the Yankees because the Yankees obviously just put together a 
interest. They put together something everyone's going to be looking for now. A that, dream team. Yeah, call Basically. it a dream team. Call it what you want. Yeah. But I hate to use the word t- dream team because it puts so much pressure on the guys. But every team is going to have a star next to whether they're in the Bronx or they have the Yankees coming into town mm-hmm. this year. They're going to have the game start until they shit the bed or if they shit the bed in the beginning of the, in the, beginning of the year. But up until then, if they have a successful year, every time that they pull into the stadium, they're getting the team's best ball. And for the Boston Red Sox, who have to play the Boston Red Sox, who are one of the three teams that have to play that one team more often than any other one, mm-hmm. they had to do something. They had to do they something. They had no choice. Yep. How can you sit? Their pitching staff is very good. Yes. Boston. They have great pitchers. Don't get I'd me say it better than the Yankees, actually. Better than average, better than most. If Price stays healthy, of course. Of course. <laughs> but. I wouldn't say better than the Mets. But. There's a lot of ifs. No, no, we, and we could get into this debate later. Yeah, but. We'll, we'll get into this. We'll get into this at some point. But, uh, but either way, at uh, least we have something in common. We can. We both hate the Yankees. Exactly. <laughs> they just interest me so much because, like, you've known from doing this podcast, I'm a business dude. So, like, that's just a fucking business. It's not a baseball team. It's a business. It's how much money can we make. And then how much money can we put back into our business to make more money? Bottom line. That's what they do. It's been that way for years. We're going to make X. We have to put Y into it. How do we make Z? Like, I I think the thing I was biggest, I was so pissed about was like, they literally got Stanton for nothing. They they literally got him for like the trash on the side of the road. Like, (laughs) and, and they, it's and they could still. The fact is, they were like, even after the they had the signing came out, they were like, oh yeah, we can, uh, we we still have money to get either Harper or Machado next year. I'm right. like, what? <laughs> How? I mean, they'll be screwed in the future when they got to pay Judge, Frazier, Sanchez, all that you know, all their young talent right now. But they do with it. They're a smart organization, and I think the Red Sox really have not been with their free agent signings as of the past few years. Like they've absolutely, I think like the five, I saw the five biggest contracts on Twitter today that they've given out and they've only hit on one of them. And that was Manny Ramirez. Yeah, well, and, and number five is JD Martinez right now. So we'll see. Yeah, but the other guys were like Gonzalez Crawford and I forget the other one, but mm-hmm. he sucked. Whoever he was. Um, um, to digress a little for a second, mm-hmm. uh, I'm quite worried, Kyle. Why? I'm not happy. What's that? The Saints have until March 14th to sign our captain, our quarterback. <laughs> I'd be shaking like a leaf, too. Kyle, here's the rumor. Ready? Mm-hmm. Mock trade. <laughs> Between ready, dude, don't even don't <laughs> mock trade. How are they gonna blow this? This would be absolutely a typical Saints move. Saints receive 2018 overall pick, the f- number 11, <laughs> so, top 15 pick. They get rid of 2018 27th pick, 2018 third pick third round pick 
and 2019 first round pick to move up this year. The goal is to get one of the quarterbacks with that trade, whether it's uh, Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson, or one of the three of them. And they're going to ideally sign Breeze to a one-year deal, have one of these guys sit behind him, hmm. and then that'll be that for Mr. Breeze. All right. uh, I could see that. But scenario, right? Yeah. Scenario. The Cleveland Browns are real are arranging a monster contract for Drew Brees to go there. Reports are saying that it could be upwards of twenty to twenty-five million for two years. So it could be huge contracts, right? Like like literally they they want to pay him big time. Oh they'll have to dump their entire salary right yeah, there. I heard I heard near twenty could be up to close to twenty-five. For at least one year, possibly two. That's so stupid. Why would you pay him? Like he, I, he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but he's on the back end of his career. Not like you're building a franchise. Like he's right. been with the Saints for forever, so he's got like you're gonna start fresh with him. Doesn't That'd be so stupid. Doesn't make sense. But it would be stupid for both parts. It'd be right. stupid for the Saints to let him go, especially if you for know he's got a year or two left. Yeah, exactly. You want to, you want Drew Brees on your team. Bottom line, no matter what team you are, it makes sense. Whether you're the, whether you're the Browns, whether you're the Giants, whether you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, you want Drew Brees on your team, no matter what point in his career. But if you're thinking for five years ahead, ten years ahead, and especially the Browns, who you look around, they have a lot of young talent. Bottom line, like they yeah. have young talent. Josh Gordon, he's still young. They got a bunch of guys on defense that are young. Miles. They need a quarterback yeah, at the end of the day. <laughs> end of the day, they need a quarterback that's going to yeah. be here for the next five to ten years, and it's not Drew Brees. No, no, not towards the end of his career, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, who even knows? Like he's been in the Saints organization his entire career. I mean, I'm not saying he he couldn't go somewhere else and still be, you know, Pro Bowl caliber player, but. Mm-hmm. Or Hall of Fame. I mean, he's definitely in the Hall of Fame, yeah. but like, I don't know. That'd be if I was New Orleans Saints fan and they just literally let him walk away for nothing. You I'd better, be devastated. You better have Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson balling the fuck out. Well, I mean, I don't even know if I trust any of the like Mayfield. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe, maybe at tops. But you, none of these other quarterbacks are good. He's gonna ball the fuck out. You got Mark Ingram, you got Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. Mike Thomas, all on that offense that have proven they're here to play fucking ball. Mm-hmm. And you better be adding someone. One thing you know about number nine is when he when he puts on his jersey, he's going out and he's playing fucking ball. Bottom mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that about Baker Mayfield in the NFL right now. I don't know that about uh, right. And we're and we're and we should have been in the championship this year, and we should fucking be there next year. Bottom line. If that defense stays, you know, yeah. the, way, the way it has, and if they get a little bit better, I mean, definitely. And they obviously have to keep Breeze. Getting, yeah, and getting they, a whole year of Alvin Kamara, too. be very interesting what, what Sean Payton's got drawn up for him next year. But they definitely need to draft a quarterback, like, because they're screwed once Breeze retires. Yeah, they have true. nobody. I mean, we are, too. No, we got to draft a quarterback this year. Yeah, you, know? you guys. Yeah, you guys. That's it. I want to get <laughs> But we'll have to talk about that. Yeah.